Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Health Services Division podcast series. I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President of Post-Acute Care for Life Care Services. Today, I'm joined by Matthew Callan from uh, McKesson. Matthew, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you do at McKesson and, and your role and, and what you'd like to share with us today. Sure. I'm a senior technology consultant, so I work with McKesson's customers uh, in the long-term care space and home care, getting fitting McKesson's technologies to those customers, helping configure and work out what's best for you to use and uh, how to best configure it with your other systems and procedures that you have in place. Um, and today, particularly, I'm going to be talking about the Orbitz Charge Capture System, uh, which is our revenue generation tool uh, that we can put into long-term care facilities, assisted living, home care, and anywhere else where you want to track how much supply cost is going to a patient. Well, that sounds fantastic. I do have to say I love your accent, so I think that'll play well in the podcast. So, Matthew, take us through uh, your process and, and what you'd like to share with our listeners. Okay, so uh, the Orbit system is uh, it's a web-based charge capture system, and so uh, it's very minimal. You don't need a huge amount of technology to actually run the system, just a web browser. And what it's going to do is it's going to identify employees at a facility, the patients that they serve, and then either the supplies or the services that are charged to those patients. So physical supplies off the shelf or services like uh, rentals that get charged to the patient or to the patient's insurance. Um, so Orbitz is kind of the middleman in the system. It does all the capturing. And then monthly, those, ca- those charges are bundled up and sent across to Vision Health Medics, your billing system. So we have a couple of different ways, our preferred way to capture all these charges. So you've got a stockroom or stockrooms full of products is to use a barcode scanner uh, because that ties the exact product that's being picked off the shelf and it's identified. So there's no um, opportunity for mistake between dozens of different kinds of dressings or briefs. The correct ones scan based on the barcode that's on the system. And so we have a couple of convenient devices for doing that. A PDA handheld, which is kind of like a large cell phone with a built-in barcode scanner that you can pick up and either scan products or uh, scan shelf labels, or a wall-mounted kiosk, which acts a little more like a self-checkout booth at a supermarket. It's got a barcode scanner underneath, but it's a bigger screen that you pick the scan yourself in as an employee, pick the patient, and then scan the product. Um, So we try and make this as simple as possible for the clinical staff scanning. Hopefully the training for that is a little in-service to take 10 to 15 minutes um, for somebody to be able to pick up a scanner, pick the patient, and then scan whatever they're taking to that patient's room. So when you think about that process, um, you know, for most of us that have been in this industry a long time, we, we remember back to the days where we had, you know, stickers and they were stuck everywhere on on nurses scrubs or med cards treatment cards bottoms of shoes out in the parking lot uh you know you'd find these stickers everywhere so you know the advancements in technology have allowed for um, a much different technology so when you think about scanning uh, the products are they scanning specific 
products by the box or by the piece or a combination they're they're in can you can you speak a little bit about that yeah and i've seen the same exactly the same thing you're describing with stickers everywhere and the other disadvantage there was somebody in central supply had to receive a skid order and sticker every single individual dispense unit um so the scanning is set up by those dispense units so let's take uh briefs for example where every packet has a different number of briefs when we configure the system we say for this particular brief a medium brief from a certain manufacturer there are 18 briefs in that bag so when you scan any barcode associated with this brief the dispense is one bag one dispense unit for other things it's a lot simpler one bottle of shampoo one deodorant personal care items like that but with incontinent care products and with otc pharmaceuticals um, it's up to the facility to determine with us when their system's set up how they dispense that and what they want one scan to represent. Um, so for any particular item, the scan represents the, what the facility's told us is their dispense unit. So when you when you think about that process um, in in the ongoing process of receiving and dispensing supplies, uh, w- what are you seeing? kind of within your own world, the accuracy of those um, scans and, and and is it accurately representing what the patient is consuming? Yeah, so we have some reporting that allows you to track compliance. So for McKesson vended items, we feed into the system what you purchase from us without any additional work having to be done on your side. And then we actually work down and taking continent products again as a as an example because they're such a large portion of spend. When you're scanning those packets of briefs, we know that there are four packets in the per case you purchase. Um, so the system is counting how many packets are dispensed compared to how many cases were purchased and giving you a percentage metric for each individual item and then rolled up to that, that whole category. So we can say, okay, very quickly you can look and say, this facility has got 60% of their incontinent supplies are being tracked. The other 40% aren't. So you know, those metrics uh, are there, and it means you can go in with a new facility and you know, track your trends and also uh, work with the clinical staff to improve that capture rate towards obviously the targets 100%, because whether that item is contracted off for a Med-A patient or billed for private pay, you want to track it and know that it's been scanned and accounted for. I think that's great. Are you when what what does the cons- consumer see when they're looking at your product? Is is there a cost to the consumer? Uh, does it come along with being a McKesson customer? What 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 is a consumer doing at the community yeah. site? Sure. So we do have a system fee. However, that's covered by rebate. And for most LCS facilities, in fact, I believe all of them, they uh, cover that fee. So the ongoing cost would be for the pieces of equipment. So in each dispensing location, so stockroom, your central supply, and then your wing stockrooms, you need a piece of equipment to scan out what's pulled from that room. Um, So we charge $35 a month for the handheld PDAs or 60 a month for the kiosks. And the facility can determine based on their physical layout and their, their own choice, which devices they want in which locations. And they can add or remove devices at any time without any penalty. So if they find they're just not using one, they return it and we stop that fee. 
Um, so it's very flexible. And within LCS, there's a huge variety of different facilities using different combinations of equipment. Well, I, I think it's an exciting technology. Um, they can use, I'm assuming they can use any browser, not just uh, Internet Explorer. Is that true? Yes, we test it with Internet Explorer, Chrome, and Firefox, uh, though it also works just fine on Apple-based browsers like Safari. Um, the only other thing beyond the browser is the you need for reporting is the ability to view PDF files. Awesome. I love it. And then it, as the technology ages, you know, all technology has shelf life. Do you guys keep that technology fresh if there's new versions or better technology that comes out? Yes. And the equipment is all leased. Um, McKesson leases it and we lease it along to our users. Uh, and so we're currently just in the last couple of years rolling out a new version of um, both types of scanner based on an Android platform. So both the small format PDA and the kiosk use exactly the same software. And if you train someone on one, it looks exactly the same on the other, except it's larger. Um, so because we, do, we don't sell the equipment on, there's no kind of investment. And as the technology changes, I would think in a maybe six to eight year cycle, we refresh those devices out uh, and have a plan in place. We've already replaced all of the kiosk devices and we will do the same thing with the PDAs as those age out as well. Fantastic. So what is, what does the communities need to do if they're not currently using the Orbit system? Obviously, I don't think anyone would argue that capturing the revenue is important in the communities. And um, the second question would be, are you currently communicating with um, all the EMR platforms or at least the the largest ones like point click care and matrix care you mentioned health medics or or uh, my unity vision product um i'm assuming you're connected with all of them at this point yeah so we have billing bridges so that's the ancillary charge from orbits to the to the billing software for all of those and about 60 more uh, and we can generate those we can develop those as we need to because there's typically different versions of some of those systems um, in addition, we do have a patient feed with a number of those larger EMRs. So point-click care to take one, for example. Uh, we have a, an option there where if you add a patient in point-click care, it shows up seamlessly in orbits. Um, so that's on an EMR by EMR basis, but it uses uh, HL7, which is an industry standard. So as soon as a patient's added, moved, or discharged, that reflects across in orbits without the need to re-enter. So what would the community need to do and who would they contact if they don't currently use a system but might be interested in doing it? Yep, so if they if they either don't have it or they have it in the building and it's not in use, they should contact their McKesson um, salesperson or field service rep, depending on who visits their facility regularly. And they'll reach out uh, either to myself or to one of the other technology consultants and work out if we need to do a retrain, if we need to set up a demo for the facility to view the system, and then get everything rolling uh, to get that installed. Well, that's fantastic. Um, any closing comments you'd like to share, Matthew? Uh, just to let anyone know that if they are having problems, then we do have a help desk. Uh, so there's a live help desk, and they can be reached at our 800 number. 
and I'm going to just pull that up quickly here. It's 800-422-0280, and they are available 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, and outside those hours, there is a callback service as well, and um, so they can assist online. They can work remotely on devices, and they can basically help with anything uh, that Chris system that's already installed. Well, fantastic. Uh, Matthew, we appreciate you joining our, our podcast series and sharing with us the Orbit system. Um, and for those of you listening, we appreciate you joining the Health Services Division podcast. Uh, thanks for joining. Legal Disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.